welcome listeners to the third in the photovoltaic uh, podcast series. Uh, today I have Barbara, uh, of course as you all know, the, my mother, uh, Barbara Wren with me as we're going to start looking at the physiological effects of stress in connection with cellular hydration, uh, which I think is, is really important given the sort of pressures and stress people are feeling uh, in the world today. We seem to go from one disaster to the next, uh, of which really must be affecting a lot of people's adrenal function. Um, and so I'd just like to, to welcome you, Barbara. Thank you, and a real pleasure to be with you to talk about this, because this is the dominant thing in my practice at the moment, the wildly fluctuating um, regimes, really, that people are needing in order to function. Um, we know that stress creates dehydration, but I think it's ideal and timely that we're going to explore that a little more deeply now as to what we're really meaning you know, people being concerned, oh dear, do I really need to leave that out? And really wanting to understand so they can feel really empowered about it and not frightened of needing to do nutritional changes, maybe just for a short period of time. Yeah, you know, the idea, particularly in these cases, that less is more. You know, as a child, I remember people asking me what I would want for my last supper if I knew I was going to be leaving. And I've always thought I'd probably be so stressed I wouldn't want to eat. Yes, I and think that's ideal. Isn't you know, it? And, and I think that that is the natural yeah. way that people go when they're stressed. And, yeah. you know, I remember at different times in my life being so stressed that literally I would clamp my belly and drop to the floor mm. with stress and pain. Uh, and so there is definitely very much a connection mm. between what we eat and our digestion yes. and our habits um, and also our moods in yes. connection well, with that. I think, you know, the first thing that I would want to um, bring to notice is that eating anything offers a challenge. doesn't matter what it is. I mean, the least challenging, obviously, is good, clean, pure water. But, you know, add anything more, and you are actually giving the body a job of work to do. So that, you know, we're saying that in the very, very stressed environment that we're living in at the moment, that's there apart from what we're actually doing or putting into our body. And... Um, it really, it's from that that I start when looking at the different regimes that are suitable for people, you know, in certain levels of anxiety, um, before we even look at the physical situation. Yeah, you know, the ability to evaluate a client as a naturopath really starts mm. with looking at hydration. Mm. You know, if I'm going to put some imprint on that, whether it be nutritional or otherwise, what are the chances of that having a more negative effect? Mm. I'm going to overstress the body. Mm. Uh, you know, in the old days, he used to talk about healing crisis. It seems mm. to have disappeared, that mm. term now. Mm. Um, but the truth is, yeah, I mean, you know, too much of anything good, mm. whether intellectually or scientifically shown to be good, uh, if you haven't got the hydration of the vessel mm. is different, surely that's going to have a massive difference. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would go back to my beginnings and say the, mo the most important thing, as Steiner always stressed, was routine and rhythm. You know, we can't move away from the fact that the most harmonious place to find ourselves, particularly currently, is amongst nature. And as soon as we start to look at nature, here we are, you know, the, the early sproutings of spring. Um, and we should be dancing in accord with these different rhythms. So what we have at the moment, at this time that we are making this podcast, is a rising energy. So from the 21st of December to the 21st of June, it's elevating. And we know 
that you know work as it happens now we're doing this is that we're very near to the spring equinox and that's that burgeoning of life and that energy is going to be even stronger than anything we eat do think or whatever we're living on this planet where this energy is rising well we're living in this galaxy I should say where the energy is rising and it's doing so amongst quite a field of intense stress that we're living through. So it's actually a very interesting time to be practicing naturopathy, to be evaluating the degree of um, limitation of stress of what you're putting in, how you live your day, are you living with the natural rhythms, you know. And, um, you know, as people who know my work will know that every two hours of the 24 hours, a different organ and a different emotion is focused. You know, and I think the people who are interested delve into that because, you know, it does enable oneself to be more in tune in that way. So important, routine and rhythm. Absolutely. And uh, it just reminds me when talking to you, um, not far from this room, I've got all my new seedlings being ready to go into my hydroponics and the excitement as it grows. But the massive difference between whether I put that in the light or have to sometimes my wife will move it out of the way of the window uh, and they struggle more when they're not in the light. Mm. And I suppose for me it's also sort of saying, well, hang on, you know, why do human beings think they're exempt from this need? Mm. Uh, and particularly, you know, when you look at the stress and what we're talking about, if you are under true anxiety or, or stress in, in, a, in a heavy sort of consistent manner, on the whole you're going to go off your food. And I think of animals towards the end of life that take themselves away mm. and basically starve themselves for, for mm. a few days where they're trying to reconnect I suppose with mm. the light uh, to mm. you know um, clear the body of all the challenges of the digestion the normal processes that we think are all very important and to a point they are but mm. in extreme cases they mm. it can be questionable but you know again with humans I think that the when under great stress and I've gone through periods in my life of great stress where I've stopped eating mm. um, purely for, through stress and I can't help but think that that is the body's natural way to try and reconnect you to the lights along the lines of the Heinrich Kramer's sort of uh, 16 stages of cellular change, uh, helping us to basically be more enlightened and therefore in that process a better way of dealing with our thought processes. And I, I don't mean in a religious sense, but in a sort of biochemical, um, biological sense. Mm, I absolutely agree because, you know, at the basis of all of it is transmutation. And, of course, you know, if we, well, fasting is, is, is the word, isn't it, with stress, you know, it's not something you choose, particularly the body naturally goes into it. You know, if you put anything in other than water, and, of course, under stress, one does become incredibly thirsty, um, so long as the um, mechanism is awakened. We know that we can lose that uh, thirst mechanism. But absolutely that. So we're clearing the way, um, you know, to function in a very different way. You know, as you say, people towards the end of life, you know, eat less and less and all the rest of it, moving into that clearer, more yin situation. Um, but, you know, we kind of ride over all of this. We're not looking at it and seeing it in that way. But, no, um, I'm, as I say, very, very aware in my practice of really looking at what are the most stressful things um, in the diet yeah yes absolutely you know and it doesn't always have to be in the extreme cases of end of life mm. you know I, I 
think most people could identify when you meet the first person that you fall in love with. You can almost skip on air and you don't seem to eat and, and nothing in life seems to be a problem. Mm. It will be overcome. Mm. Um, and then, of course, you know, they go and dump you and suddenly it's like, where's the fridge? Uh, let's get stuck in sort of thing. And so, you know, even in cases where it isn't always, you know, just a challenge to health, the mental ability to switch off and mm. to uh, cleanse, I think, is, is so important yeah. uh, and yeah. so connected to mood. Yes, you know, I mean, the other word that I'm using a lot in my practice these days is stagnation. Um, because quite rightly, as you say, you know, if we go into that contracted, more stagnant form, we're not detoxing. And we do know that in, if we're not detoxing, we can't re-nurture. And again, it's that rhythm that we mentioned at the beginning that really has to be put into place. Most in important. Absolutely. You know, and again, you know, if you think of when we talk about sad syndromes or being sad or uh, depression, which, of course, you know, there are many different definitions to that. But it also hooks up with what we talk about being comfort eating. Mm. You know, I think when one is sad or depressed, we, we tend to perhaps eat more to, mm. to disconnect ourselves from mm. the problem. Um, and, of course, if it's something that is much more urgent and uh, can't be dealt with in the short term, so hence anxiety or stress uh, in that way, we tend to eat less to make us more alert. Mm. And I'm thinking of, I think, stories you probably told me as a, a child of um, friends of ours who were pilots who wouldn't eat before taking off because they wanted to be more mentally alert. Mm. Uh, and again, you know, I think some of these things we've forgotten. Yes, yes. You know, no yes, doubt. I can think of the other pilot too who only ate once a day at exactly the same time, no matter where in the world he was. And he flew far longer than anybody else, you know, because he, he kept his health yeah. in that way. Yes. Well, again, you know, just obvious things, really, that I think we do forget in this, mm. this world where we're kept so busy mm. trying to keep up with all the latest developments. Mm. Um, mm. You know, I mean, even doing online banking for me is stressful these days. Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, also we're bombarded with more is better. You know, this, you know, this idea that we can solve it with loads of supplements. I don't believe that at all, actually, looking over the many decades. What I mean by that is it's not the beginning. For me, the beginning is for people to understand their story. And I think this is what we're trying to touch on. And I know we're going to do a webinar in more detail, you know, touching on this less is better. But, you know, the first port of call is the routine and rhythm. How are you sleeping? How are you waking? What are you eating? What is it like? Let's make it less stressful. That's always got to be the first port of call. Yes, yeah. you make me smile with the things on supplements because we're technically a supplement company. We spend most of our life showing people what not to do. But it, it, the, the truth with it is that that is the truth. Absolutely. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, appropriate supplementation, evaluating people mm. properly, making sure they've got their points of elimination open and hydration so you don't create some sort of healing crisis is mm. really what we're about. Yeah. Uh, it has an appropriate place, but it's understanding the things that go with it. Mm. And, you know, when looking at that... I remember when starting out, uh, doing a lot of the sort of Robert Gray and uh, Christopher Herbs with uh, you and Dad, you mm. know, selling to, to clients. And my goodness, you used to get, a, you know, amazing results, results from that. And people would come back and go, oh, gosh, you know, I want to do that twice a year or whatever it is. Now we do it with people. Uh, not only has the authorities restricted certain herbs to make these things slightly less effective, but also I realise that people don't have the integrity to mm. detoxify in the way that they used mm. to. So when you offer them the opportunity to cleanse the bowel or open mm. the bowel, 
uh, you tend to now have to go much deeper and you sort of look at phase one and phase two liver and kidney enzyme mm. function uh, glutathione pathways and all mm. that you've got to get deeper into cells mm. to create the uh, cleansing because the, I don't think there's the cellular hydration or, or, or integrity to do it for itself I agree because you know the only thing that can heal our body is our body itself and if we don't give it the space um, is another way of looking at it, you know. And, of course, the other thing to remember very much in this period of time that we're living through is that anxiety, fear, is held on the water element. So the fluids within our body in Eastern medicine is the central nervous system. So everything that we watch, think, doing is being recorded on that. And that challenge to the water element means it dehydrates, it diminishes. We really have to keep this at the front focus um, that that's what we should be supporting the whole time to reduce the anxiety so we get a much better perspective on how to do the right thing. Absolutely, and this is where sort of things like fourth phase water or, or high spin water come into their mm. own. Uh, and the things I think, you know, whether one is a homeopath or a kinesiologist or anything that is relying on hydration for mm. its results uh, should be much more aware of the need to really look deeper at the cellular hydration. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, I have worked with homeopaths who come to me to say I can't practice any longer because it doesn't work on them, you know, and they don't want to feel unethical by yeah. continuing, you know, pictures of ME and things like that. But, of course, as soon as you get a, a, you know, a decent level of hydration, then remedies start to work. Um, it, you know, if you're very dehydrated, they're only going to add to the stress, Um and, and I think that's incredibly important with all of the energy medicines. I think it, you know, it's important with energy medicine. Mm. Um, and our role, I think, is to show some of mm. these people uh, how you can really get the best Absolutely. out of it by, by rehydrating. But also, you know, e the sort of more so-called evidence-based or biochemical areas is that people forget the definition of an electrolyte mm. is actually there to conduct energy. Mm. Uh, and so the energy you're getting from your biophoton activity, uh, you know, from the light, which mm. is, of course, what we're really all about, and people mm. really do challenge whether one can utilise light properly, but there's so much evidence mm. out there, and, you know, your, your books have covered this mm. before, and I think anyone who's probably bothered to listen to these things have probably got the, the same thought process. Mm. But, you know, um, within that... Uh, one needs to remember that electrolytes, I think they're increasing the um, conductivity. The fluid has to be there in the first place. Mm. And if you think of a car battery um, being toxic or less fluid within it, you get in your car, the, the battery's dead, uh, it doesn't hold the, the current mm. or the charge, and we think, oh gosh, well, let's just go and change the battery. But we're not surprised that it won't do it. The human body is no different as we get older. The mm. fluids, we become more hydrated, they become more challenged, they become more toxic and less conductive. Mm. And therefore, why would we be surprised when we start to have energy problems? Mm. Well, of course, the other thing that one can add to that is that the actual charge, the polarity, varies through the 24 hours of the day. And so this brings back into focus my first point of routine and rhythm. And I mean routine and rhythm within the natural rhythms, not our own self-imposed, you know, that for several hours I've got to watch television or I've got to do this, I've got to do that. No, the natural rhythms. So the positioning of the electrolytes within and, with and outside of the cell varies during the course of the 24 hours. And this is how it influences every two hours the focus on different organs and different emotions. 
very important because if we're doing all the wrong things, then those organs are going to be bypassed. They're not going to get their natural daily charge of the right balance, you know, to bring the energy in, in other words, to detox and re-nurture um, because all of this is so important. So that all, you know, vital thing, transmutation, which requires the oxygen and the photons of light, but they're not going to be held in the body if the hydration isn't there in the first place and the positioning of the electrolytes. And, you know, we have to remember that under stress, we excrete huge amounts of magnesium, which is why it's called the natural tranquilizer. And so during these periods of stress, we will notice this excretion. But, you know, if people are going to up the dose, then they should up the dose of water as well. So those electrolyte balances can be maintained. Yeah, and sort of appropriate water, obviously. You know, yes. It's, uh, mm. Obviously, I remember a lady who lived not far from us who claimed to have gone grey overnight from stress. And if you think of Moto's work on mm. the, you know, the imprint on water, mm. uh, we are predominantly water. Yeah. And therefore, shock will leave an imprint. Mm. I, I think, you know, long term, if it's not challenged or changed... Mm. And it does stop movement. It sticks us where yeah. we are at the time when we become shocked. Yes, 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 frozen in time. Yeah. yeah it's so congested. No, and that's really the, the whole kind of um, focus to avoid that at the moment. So, you know, there's no doubt, you know, in, in today's world, we seem to sort of, as I say, go from one uh, mess to another. Mm. And people are definitely struggling, I think, with, mm. with stress and anxiety. Mm. As a naturopath, would you sort of recommend people move more towards things like juicing and smoothies and mm. more f sort of liquid-based type oh, diets that diet. are less challenging? Without a diet. I mean, some of the um, better-known spiritual teachers have said there will be the need and we would naturally move towards a more liquid diet. You know, I mean, I personally think that it's good, you know, certainly once one day a week, if not two, to have a fluid day and by that I don't mean just drinking water, although that might be somebody's choice, but to, to juice, to smoothie and to soup, you know, or have a day when you're just having soup. You know, all of this is so much easier for the body to deal with. And of course, if made and chosen from the right fruits and vegetables, it will be very vital. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, and again, you know, one's mental state, I think the less you've got to worry about from a challenging dietary point of view, the more mm. you can be focused on sort of hopefully being a bit more calm about things. Absolutely. And, and as I say, again, stressing this, spend more time within nature. I mean, Steiner knew the times were coming when the, um, the, the effect, you know, if not cared for, would lower the resonance of man to be barely above that of the mineral kingdom. And so, you know, I think that's a very good way of looking at it and he said you know there's no better way than just addressing the laws of nature you know and dancing with them yeah you know being, yeah. At, being at one with it yeah the other thing you know i've noticed more and more as we keep going down this sort of approach that claims to be scientific you know uh, without really acknowledging just how bad science is and mm. over 52 percent of research is known to be a nonsense and i think it's 57 percent of scientists can't re reproduce another but when I look at things like naturopathic stuff, there's so much trying to understand its nutritional value. And I say, but hang on, guys, you know, these are fluids. These have got, you know, um, it will help you with conductivity, with alkalinity, with hydration. This is not in itself just looking at its potassium level or, mm. or those sort of things. And, and that seems to have been forgotten so much 
we seem to try and evaluate everything by its so-called mm. nutritional value without acknowledging that a electrolyte is purely there to conduct. Mm. And one transmutes into another. I mean, this is the other thing, isn't it? You know, I mean, I, certainly I know with Steiner's teaching, he said everything transmutes through silica, you know, so from silica to silica uh, and whatever is required. Um, you know, we know so little, really, about how the body nurtures itself. But, you know, the point you raised earlier, you know, the broths, the thin soups that were used to bring people back from skeletal state from the camps, um, that means that it was giving the body nurture but not stressing it because it was in a state of not being able to take stress. So if one extrapolates from that, you can see by one or two days of the week when you're just doing soups, you know, and having broth as a base of that can be so helpful at the moment, yeah. Yeah, well, it's interesting, you know, uh, this happens to be the week that we're actually sending stuff out about transmutation, which, again, a very odd thing for a supplement company to do, one would say, but it really is about empowerment and acknowledging uh, that within us there are so many wonderful gifts that we've got, whether it be our mitochondrial biophoton activity, whether it be our ability to you know, transmutate our own nutrients. It, it's designed to try and reduce the fear for people mm. uh, and leave less of an imprint of this mm. reliability on mm. food supplement companies, drug companies, or whoever it is that mm. who are sort of taking our power from mm. us. Mm. Yes, very left hemisphere rather than looking at how the body feels, how it's functioning, you know, doing a proper analysis. Yeah, and mm. sort of what can I do for myself at this mm. point in time? You know, how yes. do I optimize my my abilities and of course you know they're they're there within you and of course this is the thing that you know i always ask people you know what what is your aim you know what are you working towards but then we have to look at where we are at that moment in time and how much stress needs to be removed in order to move that little bit further up the pyramid really um to that sort of enhanced condition that people you know you know whether it's pain or free from pain but I agree with you totally that I think the most important thing is empowerment and empowerment only comes from really truthful information and that reduces the fear so that things can start moving yeah mm. you know it's uh, interesting you know last night I pulled off the internet a thing to do with epigenetics and methylation and mental health which I'm trying to decipher uh, not being a scientist it's not the easiest thing but again you know the reality of the ability to hydrate and to um, bring together certain um, chemicals within the body and its effect on our mental health is, I think is uh, so well documented these mm. days and yet we still to this day deny mm. or try and say you know you need this or you need that when mm. the reality is you just need to become more in touch. Well I mean it is this whole thing that you're not going to be able to help a biological system with inorganic chemicals you know we're not a chemical factory um, and so you know, we need to find the cleanest fruit and vegetables and water um, to feed ourselves with. Yeah, yeah, you know, this is energised fluids. I think of aloe vera, the amount of work I did on aloe vera over the years. Mm. That plant is 99%, I think, water. Mm. Um, but it's very special water. It's energised mm. water. It's been through the... Little bit fourth phase water. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's energised and there's no doubt it's got a lot of cleansing, which is mm. ironic that, you know, Europe are now trying to ban it, having had safe use of it for many, many years. Suddenly mm. it's a huge problem and needs to be removed from the market. So, mm. th yeah, it's, um, it is a strange environment to be trying to deliver this information 
information. Mm. Uh, but it's trying to deliver it, obviously, in the purest way that we can. Yeah. I suppose, you know, the key thing I would say with this is that less is more. Mm. When mm. you look at this sort of process, when you mm. look at mitochondrial function, where everyone's trying to sell you lots of things, and I, I get things like lecithin are useful to bring together oil and water to multiply, mm. uh, to trigger the cells and allow the electrolytes in. Mm. But it isn't in itself going to answer the problem. Mm. The, the process one looks at really is the Heinrich Kramer 16 stages of change. Mm. Get us back to more towards an aerobic cell yeah. where it can have the integrity to utilize light and again be one of our prime sources of energy. Which it is. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they will sit and deny this time and time again, but scientists mm. seem to be denying a lot of things in the world right now. Mm. Um, and yet, you know, you've got the yogis in India, and they won't answer mm. what's different about them. Yes. You know, and I'm not saying we should all go off and be one for a moment, but it shows to some level we've all got that potential within us. Yeah. And, you know, we just have to be honest about where we're, we're on, you know, where we are on, on the journey of, of that, we have to be sure, you know, where in the 16 stages, you know, and how aerobic our cells are. <coughs> That's uh, really what we're clearing. Absolutely. Mm. You know, and no one's suggesting we go off and try it. In fact, you mm. know, in our state could be quite dangerous. But, mm. um, you know, it is working towards it. It's acknowledging it exists, at mm. least, uh, rather than denying that that potential is not within us all. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think, you know, well, I've said it, you know, time and again, we know nothing about real nutrition, you know. We're just floundering, just trying to, you know, really evaluate it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And as I say, I think we just come too much from a sort of biochemical mm. viewpoint the whole time, mm. rather than sort of acknowledging uh, that we we have a whole side to us mm. uh, that we need to truly understand. Yes, we're energy beings, and that's for sure. Yeah, it yeah. seems to become very disconnected with the science. Yes, I always, um, I, I suppose it's a, a bit insulting, but I always laugh at people when they say, oh, I'm, I, you know, I need light. And my reply is always, we all do. Yeah, we well, you know, think about going on holiday to recharge my batteries. Mm. These are not sort of words that are picked out from no reason. No, no. no. Um, we are batteries. We, we are all fluid. need light. We've got, we've got all of that going for yeah. us. And we need to be treated in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, of course, there are, you know, now... Um, therapists, you know, using, um, you know, laser beams, etc., biophotons, all the rest of it. And I just think it's a very, very interesting move in that direction. But then again, you know, being out in the light is, as Steiner says, working with the natural rhythms, sleeping with the dark, waking with the light. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you think of all these sort of lockdowns, no matter what people's views are on them, yes. uh, being locked away and out of it. Absolutely. Um, and there's so much sort of evidence that we need, yeah. not just vitamin D, and I'm not just yeah. about swallowing it, but, you know, energy yes. from, from, from light. Uh, you know, it seems ironic that we all get locked in our homes. And we don't move around, you know, because yeah. movement is terribly important to stop the stagnation. Yeah, Plus the absolutely. stress of it all. You know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think I covered most of what I thought mm. we should cover uh, yes. in this podcast. I don't know if there's anything else we want to add. Um, I hope people can draw from that what they want. Mm. Um, they're very welcome to contact me uh, at andy at canellaholdings.com um, if they want. I should point out, actually, when we're talking about sort of hydration, we touched on actually phase one and phase two liver and kidney enzymes. We do actually have a very good online course on enzymes, which we brought out because... I think that health now is moving towards the need to understand enzymic activity much more than it did perhaps 20 years ago. 
Mm. And so I'm going to invite people to show interest in that and, and contact us if they want to. I think there's something even on our site if they mm. want to, to hook mm. up to that. All right, guys and viewers, I hope you've enjoyed that. Thank you very much, Barbara. Well, uh, absolute pleasure. And, you know, look forward to expanding upon this, you know, with a webinar. Actually, that's the point. We didn't raise that, is that we mm. are going to do a webinar and, pot and potentially, I think, a workshop. Yes, do a day's workshop. Uh, which would be particularly on this subject, understanding mm. hydration, evaluating well, hydration. E exactly, and e evaluating regimes which are constantly changing with the level of stress that we're living under. Yeah. Yes. Yes, just looking at the big changes that have happened for me over the 50 years of practicing, what worked really well 50 years ago would not have a hope of working now. So just looking at that, how things have changed and how we can be supportive. Okay, well, yeah. I, I'll, I'll happily host that at my home. Um, mm. I can't fit that many people in, but probably 12. So mm. those who want to take part, do come back to me. And thank you again for listening uh, to the podcast.